Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North. Kyle and Sam here. And Kyle, the Vikings season is officially over. It uh, I know we kind of prefaced it last week feeling like the odds were stacked against the Vikings. And mm-hmm. uh, again, I don't know at what point people were able to still remain hopeful. I, I think it felt like as I got a temperature of the fan base from what I saw on, on Twitter, which is always a great resource. Uh, it, <laughs> That's you, right. You, yeah. uh, it did feel like there was a lot of, okay, let's, this is done and almost a little bit more of a scoreboard watching of how the, how's the pick going to yeah. look or what, where's the pick fall versus uh, this team's ability to succeed. And uh, right. I don't know, like I, I was still trying to, keep a little bit of hopefulness about the game and you know what like yeah. let's just see and, and maybe this will work but it became very clear uh the vikings were done and <laughs> around the scoreboard yeah. around the league uh yeah. they were they were eliminated uh felt like pretty early on sunday afternoon yeah well i mean yeah when when the saints uh alongside the uh whatchamacallit there the other nfc uh south team the bucks when they won, when those two teams won in the early slate, it was officially over for the playoffs. Does does I mean the Vikings could have won the game, and so if you quit stocking to that, then go ahead and keep watching and keep cheering. But if the if the point was oh we really hope that he, they get into the playoffs, that was done before the Vikings game was done. That was decided, right? So, um, it almost feels like this season has kind of almost it almost feels kind of merciful that it's done. You know what I mean? There's just so much pain in a very literal sense. So many crazy injuries. I mean, um, before the game began, Jalen Naylor got put onto the injured reserve. He was the 12th player put on injured reserve. Um, So, like, there's just, there's been so many issues with health-wise. The only priority in my mind for this game was seeing Justin Jefferson clear a 1,000 yards. That was re- that was really, I know it's kind of lame to like put so much on just like an individual stat, but like it is important to him, and 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 that's not a bad thing. Like like team success is is crazy important to him. We should want him to as well want that individual success as well, right? And so it was really good to see him very comfortably clear a thousand yards and you know, start his opening four years of his career, the first four years of that rookie contract going into his fifth year option now um surpassing that note and i mean seven full games lost and then two games played partially right because he only played a partial game for the raiders and then a partial game for the chiefs right and if you kind of stitch those two games together it was about a quarter or so for las vegas it was three plus quarters for kansas city you kind of stitch those two together you maybe have you know roughly a full game lost right in a sense that's not perfect, but the idea being that maybe in terms of full playing time, he missed like eight games, right? And he's still what I think a thousand seventy-four yards. Yeah. Pretty damn good, right? And and what was really 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 encouraging, what I, I like to see the most is the yards per reception average, average fifteen point eight per catch, he, he, even amidst all the craziness. And so I will say, here's my plug for Nick Mullins. I continue to believe that Nick Mullins is basically the perfect backup quarterback. Um, so he spoke to the media after the game, got a bit emotional at different points. Just you could tell that uh, the season meant a lot to him. The opportunity that was in front of him meant a lot to him. He personally had all these ups and downs. 
um, both on like a very small level within games, but also in like a week to week, getting benched, getting inserted back in the game, getting in starter, all this stuff. Um, but one of the points that Mullins made in this press conference, which I thought was really good, was um, when you're a backup quarter quarterback, you want uh, you want the guys to want to play for you and to play with you. Like when you step into that huddle, are the dudes excited about going to battle with you, right? And Nick Mullins to me is that dude. Like that. That's like so. If you're the QB two, like I really want someone who's going to help the starter prepare. He should have really the QB two should have really good work habits, good brain in his head, help the starter prepare. When he goes into the game, if and when he's needed, rally the dudes. Like your teammates are stoked, not stoked to see you in there because it means the injured, you know, the starter's been injured. But we're stoked that it's you who's in here because we know you're going to give us a chance. So to me, on like he just passes both those tests like so emphatically so clearly uh his deep seam shots nick mullins throwing that deep, deep johnny Munt in the seam 32 third and 30 32 yards right that that passed jordan addison right like he throws an excellent seam pass. all right he is capable of throwing an excellent seam pass. i know a lot of his balls have been inaccurate yada, yada, yada. um mullins to me is the freaking perfect qb2 i get it interceptions so on and so forth he's the perfect qb2 within within reason right you're not getting Joe say, Burrow as your backup quarterback you're not yeah. getting like trevor lawrence as your backup quarterback within reason nick mullins he is it for your backup right. quarterback yeah i might i might say he's the ideal backup quarterback yeah. uh um, okay not perfect maybe okay he's ideal he's yes ideal. yeah and, Fine. and Fine. i i think your point is made and i it was interesting like you talk about the justin jefferson like it, uh, yeah. getting a thousand yards like it, it did feel like yesterday was a bit of that okay you know what let's see what some personal achievements can be made here uh, yeah, I yeah. know like from yeah. a, a Mullins perspective I was really hoping you'd get to 400 yards uh, came up just short yeah. of that um, it, but it, it did feel almost like Mullins started a little bit slow yesterday it felt a little bit like he did he, a little bit hesitant uh, and then the game almost is like okay we need some big plays and he just started to to yep. really rally and it was like okay yep. let's start making some things happen uh yep. you mentioned that third and 30 uh at one point until the until yeah. the second half that might have been the best yeah. play of the the game yeah uh, which for again, both of them for for both yeah. Munt and yeah. mullins amazing yeah like don't uh obviously you don't want to put yourself in a third and 30 that's not a great spot to be but um yeah made it work um but yeah i think you, you talk about yesterday and i think there is i I'm, I'm mindful of the fact that it would be easy to to move into what's next talk here um but i, I will talk about jefferson a little bit here because one of the things that was interesting yesterday is that as the team was struggling early on uh jefferson was visibly frustrated uh more so than he he has been uh and it felt like Yesterday, you talk about the record and, and trying to get him to a thousand yards. Yeah. Uh, it felt yeah. like the Vikings' plan yesterday was we're just going to get the ball to Jefferson any way possible, as much as we can, uh, and just try to make sure that this, this guy's happy. Because I think the last thing you want is for him to go and yeah. into the offseason four catches, 29 yards, and uh, for that right. to be the last yeah. performance of, of the season. Yeah, especially if you partner that with a losing effort. If there's going to be a losing effort, at least let Jefferson peace because he came into the NFL in 2020. So the Vikings, let's hear 
So 2020, the Vikings finished 7-9. 2021, the Vikings finished 8-9. 2022, they finished 13-4 and, and then melted down in the opening round of the playoffs. And then here we are in 2023, they're 7-10. So he's been below average, low average, above average, and then they craft the pants, and then below average. I'm saying, I'm saying as a team, not him personally, but as a team, that's what he's been a part of. And so, um, you know, the Vikings really want, we want to keep him happy on an individual level. You are the featured part of this offense. You are what makes us go. But then also there needs to be this twin urgency of not just feeding the rock to Jefferson, but we actually need to become a consistently competitive football team. This is part of Kwesi's goal. He said this in press conferences year in, year out. We are making the playoffs year in, year out. We are giving ourselves a chance to Lombardi Trophy. That That is Kwesi's goal. And he's trying to achieve that without the full-scale rebuilds of, of, say, a Chicago Bears. Now, look at the Chicago Bears and where they're at. I know they kind of disappointed yesterday against the Packers. But look at where they're at, right? Another 7-10 and 10 team. Vikings are 7-10. Bears are 7-10, right? And it's kind of interesting to see, you know, Ryan Poles and Quasito Clemenza were signed in the same offseason now. Obviously, they came into different scenarios, but how each one has kind of managed their teams, their personnel, their draft picks, their cap space, and so on, in this effort to turn the team into basically a juggernaut of the North. Aaron Rodgers is gone, right? Jordan Love might be great, might not be great. We'll just see. Detroit's rising. But you kind of have this sense of like the NFC North being a little bit up for grabs. Uh, and so it is kind of fascinating to look a little bit right now where the Vikings find themselves, where the Bears find themselves. Uh, and kind of how the GM's philosophies have kind of influenced these outcomes, right? And so if you look at it purely from an, an asset standpoint, it's much better to be a Chicago Bear because they got those high picks. They got the first overall pick in the draft. They once again own the draft board. They got two top 10 picks and they got the first overall pick. And then they have, you know, a, a decent amount of cap space as well. So it'd be kind of fascinating to see how that goes. Um, one final point. This is totally out of left field, Sam. And so you can just say, forget it if you want. So you mentioned Twitter and using Twitter as a guide for what Vikings fans are thinking. And we all do this, I think, because Twitter in a lot of ways is the social media for sports coverage and where a lot of sports fans go. But I wonder what percentage of Vikings fans are actually on Twitter. So if we say, even if we could say like, oh, here's the consensus for Vikings Twitter. Okay, fine. But only what 10 20 30 40 50 more like what percentage of vikings fans are actually on twitter uh and then we use them as a stand-in for vikings fandom as a whole and so i i'm sure there's someone out there who studied this but i do you have any sense at all or, or whether that's um risky business boiling down vikings fandom just to twitter what, what do you what do you think yeah i i, I would say it's an interesting question because i think there's i also would say there's a difference of being on twitter versus like putting out consistent yeah. opinions Tweeting and thoughts on Twitter. Exactly. That's on right. Twitter. Like yeah. I'm on Twitter and yeah. I don't tweet. Uh, I yeah, like yeah. to right. go right. And, and look at, at that. And I think there is like, I actually yeah. think that there ends up being, I would say it's less than 10%. Uh, well, I, I would say actually probably in some ways, um, I guess there's also a bit of a, who you could tweet a lot and have three followers uh, being your, your mom, <laughs> yeah. your sister and your, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. It, like you, you, it could be, pretty limited but i i do think um 
I know when I'm I'm looking at Twitter, I think that there's enough of a diverse group of opinions where you are able to see a wide like this. It you have a diverse idea of mm-hmm. of Kirk Cousins is is the guy. Kirk Cousins should not be here. Yeah, Kevin right. O'Connell should be fired. Quisido uh, yeah. Fomensa should be gone. Uh, yeah, the, there there's a lot of back and forth. Uh, there uh but it would be interesting mm. if you were to pull all of the fans you were able to send out a survey to all of them yeah. and get a bit of a sense like sometimes i know articles will, will write okay how much confidence do you have in this team how much confidence do you have in roster construction uh like how are you feeling about cap management how are you feeling about kevin o'connell how are you feeling about quasi adolfo mensa uh it would be interesting to see because uh, at the end of the day on Twitter, people are really good at making an argument for what they already believe in and, and where they're at. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that yeah. answers your question, but I, I do think it's a very small percentage. I guess mm-hmm. I would say that there's lots of opinions out there. It would just be I would be curious to see what the what the general consensus is or or the, the percentage yeah. of where people sit on some of these highly debated topics. No, I, yeah, no, and 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 we yeah we won't we won't get into because this is in some ways a, a sidetrack, but it, it is kind of interesting to think one how many what percentage are actually on Twitter, and two, Twitter and social media more broadly maybe has a tendency to push opinions to extremes, and so, uh, you know, within that where you maybe you have two camps of O'Connell's great, O'Connell sucks, let's fire this dude, and you kind of maybe have these two camps. And I know it's, it's not that that clear cut i know even even on twitter it's not that clear cut um but i do wonder even then once you shrink it down to the percentage of vikings fans of how much their opinions get manipulated by the snowball that rolls down the hill and picks up momentum and it just this kind of the sense of like kind of the group kind of collectively thinking one relatively extreme thought in the sense of like kevin o'connell sucks he shouldn't be the vikings head coach that's a fairly extreme thought for someone who's actually done quite well all things considered uh over two years and so anyhow we won't <laughs> sorry that's totally total sidetrack but I, it, I i i find it interesting but you know no, i i do think it's interesting maybe i'll i'll get us slightly back on track i'll i'll do a little bit of an yeah, yeah bring us bring um, bring us in because again we're this is a it's an interesting uh situation here because i think uh you have yesterday's game and one of the things that i've seen a lot of people talk about is they're as the Vikings season comes to a close, there is this, well, this is a competitive rebuild and almost there feels like a little bit of a, an excuse. And I, I think to be fair, mm-hmm. the Vikings made moves this off season that did prove they were not all in. Uh, they didn't spend mm-hmm. all the way to the cap. They didn't go and make some moves to try and make sure they had the most competitive roster for this mm-hmm. season. So there is some fairness to that. Uh, and again, the Vikings had a lot of, a lot of injuries, but, a lot of key injuries and i i don't love the idea of exactly. blaming injuries on performance again everyone deals yep. with injuries i think you can look at the severity yep. of the vikings injuries and make a little bit of a case but at the end of the day the vikings had chances to win this year and they had the ability to be better than their 7 and 10 record exactly. uh, they had there was not uh they didn't lose by more than one score until the, these final two weeks uh yeah man and we're all 7 and 10 but i i do see that there is a bit of um it almost feels a little bit like a backpedaling, but there is like people are looking at Kevin O'Connell and, and Quasi Dofamensa 
and bring in the record from the last two years and saying, well, okay, well, if you look at them as a whole, uh, I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember the number. It's it uh, what were you, twenty and twenty and eleven. Twenty. Yeah. Um. No. What's that? What's the right number there? Twenty and fourteen. So the, the, so th- th- thirteen and seven gets you to twenty. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. fourteen. Yeah. It's early. Uh, fourteen. Uh, twenty right. fourteen. One playoff loss. And there's a cheers bit of on a, the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had it yet. Uh. There, yeah. There's, yeah. There is a bit of a like. Well, let's look at it as the whole body of work, and it it does feel like last year elevates this year a little bit. Like last year was a stranger. All that to say, I guess I have a hesitation about looking at and combining those two records from the last two years. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious about your opinion. Yeah. I think there is a there is a bit of an understanding of you know each year has its unique challenges, and we do want to look at what have yeah. these people like what have what has management what has coaching done over the span of their their time here yeah so i mean neither the gm nor the head coach have been perfect right like that 2022 draft class continues to look very poor especially with the caleb evans really struggling down the stretch doesn't mean the final chapter has been written for him doesn't mean he can't still be the long-term cb2 in minnesota but he has been unplayable bad over these past few weeks you know, and he's been benched, right? Uh, within these past few games. And so, and when he hasn't been benched, like in the Packers game, like he was like unplayably bad and yet still uh, had to be on the field kind of thing. And so that doesn't bode well for a draft class that was already looking really, really poor. So, in the one hand, you, you say, okay, so more recently, they've played, they just haven't played good. You know what I mean? They've They've lost... Every game since the bye, except for a three nothing win against the Raiders. You know when Josh Dobbs, uh, you know, had his couple games, Falcons and Saints, and then you're going into Week 11. Uh, if you had just said the only win left is the Raiders in Week 14, every other game you're going to drop, and you're going to have basically three quarterbacks now. Each one of them is going to be benched, and, and you know. Dobbs, Hall, and, and Mullins, each one's going to be benched, and, and the hierarchy's going to kind of move like this a little bit. It's, it's been a kind of a wild year. You know, you know, like I, I really disagree with Kevin O'Connell's decision to not ride with Mullins. I think Mullins should have been the dude coming out of the bye, and I think Mullins should have been the dude going all the way through. Um, I don't think that's revisionist history. I think that's I've actually been quite consistent on that point. Um, Mullins is the dude who, if, if the goal is to win, Mullins is the dude who gives the best chance to win. If you're looking for a tank commander and you just want to, you know, plunge down the standings and, and you know, fine, we can debate not putting Mullins in. But if 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 you actually want to win and make the playoffs, it's it's I think quite clear who, who the best option is, even though he has his faults. I get it. Um, so I I don't always agree with like the GM has made some bad moves. More recently, I think Kevin O'Connell's made some bad decisions. Who is he's the head coach? The offensive coordinator and play caller, and he played quarterback in the NFL. Him, him going up and down like this on the starting quarterback decision to me looks really bad. Uh, doesn't mean he should be fired. Doesn't mean he's a bad coach. It does mean that sometimes I think he makes mistakes. Just my opinion. Okay, so I, I don't know, Sam. I mean, I think right now I think you can maybe I actually kind of like stepping back and looking at the broad collective because the perspective now is just fully shift to the future 
It's kind of like because like the Detroit Lions game is almost like who freaking cares what the outcome is? Because even if they made the playoffs, not where if they made the opening round of the playoffs, they would have gotten like friggin' dismantled, you know, at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys in in the opening round of the playoffs. I mean, anything can happen, and who knows? But almost certainly they would have gotten just just you know run up run out of the place kind of thing. Yeah. So it almost felt like this is in a sense a long time coming. I think a lot of people, I don't want to just reduce Vikings fandom down to just Twitter, but I think a lot of people who follow the Vikings, people who write about the Vikings, people who just enjoy their football and follow them as fans, um, are kind of looking ahead to the future and kind of this next step in this evolution of the Vikings roster and, and how this vision kind of continues to unfold. Uh, it is legitimately fascinating to me, especially when you maybe place it side by side with the Bears and how that more traditional approach with polls. So I, I I don't know Sam I, I I that's my kind of crappy you know long winding answer to maybe saying I don't mind the large scale view, um, but when we do shrink things down more recently I think we can at times be critical of the coaches and the and the GM and you know, all this stuff and the players sure, um, but I almost think it's more fascinating to say what is the Caleb Evans's future in this team. Yeah, because his confidence has looked completely cooked over these past few weeks, and in reality, he's a talented corner, right? Mm-hmm. Who's actually really long and moves well and is a good tackler, right? Like in reality, Kevin O'Connell can be a brilliant, you know, play caller and offensive architect, and can put together brilliant game plans, and, and that 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 doesn't always come out. And so, so to me, I just find that quite fascinating. Um, Kind of where the Vikings are going, I think, is 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 a fascinating uh, uh, conversation. Just because where they were going to end up here, it's kind of back, like it's kind of been quite clear to see, especially in recent weeks, especially of the Packers, is like, all right, these these guys don't have it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I like that ability to look forward because again, in sports there is a bit of like. The numbers that we have, we have to use them from the past, but yes. the past yeah. doesn't, at the end of the day, doesn't really matter. The, the only thing it's really helpful for is yeah. uh, having a bit of a predictive exactly. understanding and outlook for the future uh, and exactly. as well as just being able to use them to uh, make our points or celebrate victories that happened in the past. Um, but Precisely. Uh, we we talk about it. This is, we officially get to flip the chapter and, and now... Uh, the season of hope, the hope, hopeful meter gets to rise up a little bit more. Yeah, now. that's right. Um, yeah, exactly. And Vikings fans can ride that, you know, kind of. Yeah, we can. You can. It's. It is. I think it's at a a pretty, pretty low number at this point. Uh, but it will rise. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a guarantee that it's going to go up. And I guess yeah. maybe just as we wrap up here, uh, one there's lots to talk about in the off season. Oh, who's staying? Yeah. Who's going? Uh one of the things that does feel important that has now become a certainty is where the Vikings will be picking uh, in this upcoming draft. And that to me, like it feels like that is where the conversation has shifted. Again, you can talk about who's going to stay, who's going to go contract situations, cuts uh, that, but what, like you talk about Quasi Dofomensa again, Kevin O'Connell to an extent, you talk about their legacy here and what they are building uh what they do at pick number 11 or how they use that pick maybe i should say uh because yeah. there is always the possibility 
that there's a trade uh, and we can talk more about that another time uh, but how yep. they use that will be a very telling story on their story uh, again the vikings picking the highest yeah. they've picked since they they picked anthony barr and so uh not all the time you have again it's not quite a top 10 pick but it's basically a top 10 pick uh or just outside of that uh and so they've got yeah. um they, they've got an opportunity here i'm wondering here now i think you're wrong on that sam okay well, someone someone that. put that out there but maybe i'm Wow, what freaking freaking Twitter, Sam? Because I know here, look, so they they picked Trey Wayne's eleventh, I believe, right? So I think they picked Anthony Barr ninth, I believe that was twenty fourteen, right. yeah. And then I think twenty fifteen was when they picked Trey Wayne's, who was eleventh. And so I think this matches. Sorry, 11th. yeah. So I guess it's is, that, is that is that correct, Sam? Yeah, they, I, I'm more okay. saying like they haven't had. Yeah, that, I think that that's that's fair. I'm just saying they haven't had. They have sure. not had early picks. The last time they had uh, an earlier pick. Right. Is, I see. Is. Yes. That 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 is. Yeah. That's definitely true. Um, okay. So let me throw it. Throw me. Let me. Because we'll we'll talk a lot about this in the in the coming weeks and months or whatever. So let me just throw this back as the final thing for today's episode, Sam. Uh, 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 tonight is the college football championship. Okay. And you have Washington and Michigan, and one team I won't say which tends to be controversial. Okay. And it's not Washington. Uh, they both have quarterbacks. <laughs> they both have quarterbacks who very, could very plausibly be first-round picks. It would almost be surprising if at least one of them wasn't a first-round pick. So, you know, in a lot of ways, there's 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 good reason beyond just good football, good reason for Vikings fans to tune in. Um, I swear I'm not getting kicked back from the college football playoffs for higher ratings. Uh, Sam, who is your pick in tonight's game? The, the Vikings have the 11th pick, but then who is your pick for this game, the outcome of this game? Uh, when you look into your crystal ball, how do you see it going for the college football national championship? Yeah, it, it's interesting because I I haven't watched a ton of college football, but I did watch both of these uh, these bowl games. That's kind of usually when I really really tune in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And that's this the mark of a casual fan. You tune yeah, in the playoffs. So, so yeah, this yeah. is this is a really educated pick. Um, exactly. I do. One of the things that's interesting is that some often I felt like whether it's kind of an Alabama or a Georgia or Clemson for a little while. Usually there is mm-hmm. one team that is head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I like sometimes this college playoffs ends up actually not being very exciting because uh, yep. it just you have this super team and they've got weeks to prepare. All that to say, uh, I think these teams are relatively evenly matched. Um, mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. does feel like Michigan's going to going to pull it out. Uh, and yep. they are going to win. I think it's a fascinating storyline with everything that's happened in their season so far. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. And in yeah. some ways, I kind of love the idea of uh, some of that drama. Um, yeah. But I am very curious to see... Uh, well, both quarterbacks play, but... Uh, yeah. It is... Um, I know that there's lots of hype that Vikings fans have, and, and there's some curiosity about quarterback and... Yeah, like you said, we can talk about this, uh, and we will talk. So, about what's, what's your pick? Don't get surrounded. Give, give, yeah, give me a yeah, give I, I, I win, dude. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. I mean, you kind of hinted, but yeah, okay. So, I'll find. I'll, I, I think in reality, Michigan's is pretty well equipped to win. But okay. I'll, I'll take the southpaw, who is leading the charge over in Washington, the left-hand quarterback, and uh, so I'll say Washington. Okay, well, let's go. We needed to have a different opinion. Anyway. I, I'm glad I went first. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's right. 
Yeah. Right. Well, end it there, Sam. Come on. Good. Well, yeah, we'll we'll wrap up there again. Uh, one of the things that we we will get to, uh, maybe you can do a little bit. Some people can do some pre-reading before we get into this. Is uh, we'll, we'll go back to some of the early season predictions. I know we made some early season yeah. predictions uh, as well. Uh, shocker, we weren't. We didn't go one hundred percent. But we can talk about that. I know Kyle also did some writing on some bold predictions. Uh, yeah. Uh, and some specific predictions at the, at the start of the, the year. And so we can revisit that. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll continue to look at the, the Vikings off season and, and where the Vikings go from here. And so there's lots more to, to talk about. Uh, and also I would just say that um, in terms of matchups for the NFL playoffs coming up, uh, things have worked out pretty well. Sometimes you have some, some mm-hmm. stinkers, some, some duds, but uh, there's some pretty interesting yeah. storylines. And so it, I uh, certainly will be curious to continue to check in and see how uh, the NFL yeah, yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. Okay. We'll uh, maybe next, next week, or uh, after it's a little bit late for this. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the NFL playoffs next week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. See we'll, uh, we'll wrap yeah. up there again. There's going to be, I'm sure lots of writing Vikings territory.com purple PTSD.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. Take care. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the NFL playoffs. uh, And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.